What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Sisters in Zion podcast. I'm Kirsten Kirschbaum here with my best friend, Danielle. Hey, everybody. <laughs> You're saying hey for me. <laughs> hey! <laughs> We're so excited to be here, you guys. We are so filled with joy at the response that we have been getting from all of you that we i've been getting private text messages and group facebook messages with danielle and and from so many of you who are being filled with the spirit and that really is the most important thing it's the thing that i just prayed about right before we started recording is that we could be really less of our carnal selves and more living in the spirit of the Lord. And that's how we want to bring a message to you. That's actually the only way that we're going to bring a message to you today that will speak to your heart. And so today what's on my heart is all about expanding into being more of who you are called to be on this earth. This is like kind of a pretty common theme in my life and in Danielle's life as well, I feel like we we talk about this a lot. And Danielle was just sharing with me an experience that she had had where she felt pretty uncomfortable, right, in front of a group of people. And it was like, you know, just we, we do a lot of speaking. I mean, we do speaking in our business, on podcasts, and, you know, all over, in church and in, you know, small groups or whatever. And there's there's lots of situations that we are each faced with where we leave that situation and we don't feel that good about it. We're like, oh my gosh, like that was so hard or I bombed that or I did not say the right thing, like at all. I can't even believe, you know, so all these things that we, we leave situations with maybe feeling like, oh wow, I could, I could have done that a lot better. And as Danielle and I were talking and I was listening to her particular situation and I was sharing some of mine, it hit me that what a blessing for Heavenly Father to listen to our goals and dreams. Like when you pray and you, you ask him, oh, I want to you know, step into this next level of my business or this next phase in my family, or I want to become more like my Savior, Jesus Christ. I want to develop these new characteristics and attributes where I could be more like my savior. And then situations happen in our life that, again, you might feel like, uh, that was awful. <laughs> oh my goodness. You know, and I could just sit here and tell story after story of all the awful things I've been through and done and acted and reacted. Right. But I realized as I was hearing Danielle's story today, like, you know, it sounds to me like you're just being given this little micro dose of, what did I call it? Being in the incubator? What did I say? <laughs> I don't know what I said. Something like, oh, it sounds like you're in the little practice incubator for putting yourself out there in the world more, you know, for everything that you are experiencing right now is preparing you for what you're asking for. So the attribute of, you know, growing thicker skin or asking better questions or looking at situations with more love, those are all exercises that are here for you to practice in a safe space. 
I'm totally, I guess I was thinking too of like the early saints um, where even speaking out about the early saints of uh, when Christ time, I mean, and well, as you know, the old, older saints is in Christ time. Sorry, I'm like trying to figure out my words here. And then the saints in our dispensation as well, um, just even being a Christian back in the days of Paul and uh, the apostles, you would get really literally to death persecuted for it. And how do you stand up and voice an opinion and stand for Christ? And as a human being trying to even navigate it yourself, and you're not even like eloquently saying things as Christ did and being persecuted for it, I guess. And that's where, you know, even on the podcast, we put ourselves out there of just sharing our journeys, but also sharing maybe some thought ideations that aren't exactly right on yet. And it's, it's out there to be judged. And, you know, that is, that is not anything I can control on who is looking at my story or how I'm processing at this moment, at this time and how they're going to judge. That's just about you. It's about our own situations. And I just think we each project. I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to talk, talking a little bit more general, but I, I'll share a little story that happened this. Um, I was projecting on someone in my family that they only love me conditionally and they don't love me unconditionally and that that I feel like I get put in a lot of situations of blame. And then I realized by me even judging that she's judging me that way, I'm judging her. And I, it was just this huge enlightenment. It's like, gosh, I got to let go of however she is processing. I'm judging that she's processing, processing it this way, but that's not my place to judge. And so I actually, in prayer, knelt down and I said, Thank you for letting me see how I was judging her for conditionally loving me and blaming me. And I don't know if that's really what she's doing. She's got her own process going on. That's how I interpreted it. So I asked for just to repent from that and ask to be filled with love towards her and what she, how she sees and does things is really between her and the Lord and has nothing to do with me. And so I had to take away my own judgment and blame. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. I was actually listening to uh, one of my favorite mentors in my life is Dr. John C. Maxwell, and he put it this way, that we judge ourselves based on our intentions and we judge others based on their actions. We look and give ourselves the, the grace of context and we don't give others the grace of context. We give others just what we see on the outward. We don't allow for the story and the context and the intention and all of that grace that we give ourselves. We know that our intentions are good, right? And, and others. So when we can look at others and give them that same grace, it's so, so helpful. And I think there's, there's a big movement, at least in my world that's going on. I think that it's I, I don't know. I don't know everyone's worlds, okay? But I do believe that there is a theme going on in our communities right now of people waking up to their greatness, to the possibilities of all the things that they were meant to do and that it is possible. We live in this time where there's so much positivity, actually. Like you hear all the, I mean, you scroll through Facebook. Again, maybe it's just my 5,000 friends, but I'm pretty sure like all the people that I'm seeing 
on Facebook, on Instagram, like most of them are just sharing messages of like, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. It's all like positive affirmations. Like, you know, anybody can do anything type of a thing, you know? And again, I, I think that it's, I know it's kind of a lot of my world because that's what I'm in, but I do believe that across the board, people are waking up to more love and that those, even when we have those moments of judgment or criticism, that we are quicker to recognize it. You know what I mean? Like before, maybe we would have sat and Danielle, you and I have talked about this, right? Like we still bring situations to each other, you know, during the week, like, oh man, I experienced this. And I, I actually brought out a situation with you recently with, with something I was dealing with, with my business and just trying to up level and learn all the new skills and things that I have to learn and feeling so much fear and judgment. But the next day I was like, oh no, I'm cool. Like I just, I sat in it for a minute and then I'm done, you know? And I think so many of us are looking to do that. It's a good skill to have. And when we learn to do that, we're able to look at other people just for exactly where they're at in their journey. So like if you've been looking at someone who you go to work with or church with or school with or you drive carpool with or whatever and you, you find yourself in your own head thinking stories about this person and, you know, and, and they may be, even be people that you love. Um, Danielle, I'd love for you to share too, like in just a second about um, Victor Frankl, right? Like, and you were like all the things that you've been learning about, like how you can experience someone in like all of their layers and all of those things, right? This is kind of a newer concept to me, actually, um, of understanding that I can completely love someone, like just for their soul, just for their spirit and like their essence and their, the light of Christ that I see in them. And not really, not really dig the way they're showing up in the world. You know what I mean? The, whether it's the tone of their voice or the words that they're saying and that, and I've always been kind of okay with that, but the, the next step, and I think that's what we're trying to talk about here today. The next step of that is actually appreciating them for their journey, appreciating them for how they're showing up today and understanding that we're all changing. You know, I, there's a quote I saw once that said like, allow me to reintroduce myself. Like I've changed in the last year and, and good for you. Like I hope I'm changing too. And, and ideally we're allowing that change to happen through the atonement of Christ. And that is where that beautiful lasting change happens. That's where we're going, right? That's the direction we're all going in. Yeah. And how freeing it is uh, to see people with that light. And the word that keeps coming to mind that I'm learning so much more about is from the description of charity, long suffering. And, it, and I don't think it means like, oh, I just suffer. This is so hard. That's not that. I feel like I'm learning a different meaning for that. Long suffering, meaning in what the context we're talking about today, I'm sure it has multiple applications, but, but where you you do have to reintroduce yourself or someone else needs to reintroduce themselves to you. I like that because it's like you're watching their journey and charity means you're just going to be long suffering at their looking at where they're at right now. I don't know if I already shared this already, but I remember um, one morning that I was really struggling. I was angry at somebody and I was like, Oh, I just, Oh, I'm so mad. I didn't know what to do. And I asked heavenly father, like, help me. Why do I feel this way? 
I felt um, frustrated was the biggest word that came to my mind. And, and I just got this like idea and image that came to my mind. It's like, like of a baby that cries because they're, they're just communicating. And it was, I think I already shared this, but he's like, he was like, you just don't know how to communicate that yet, what you're going through. And it's like, so it's that long suffering, like meaning putting into context when people are going through things, right. And you're, we're making these immediate judge judgments without understanding the context that long suffering is like, it's like that faith based, like right based of love of long suffering for what they, who they are and what they're going through and, and that journey and not taking offense and staying in a place of just faith, really, because you're just trusting, you know, faith that yeah. they'll figure it out. It's not your, it's not your job. You're trusting their process. Also, I, this reminds me of something I realized from the spirit this past week. So I have a three-year-old and three-year-olds are, you know, just as challenging as two-year-olds, but in a different way, I observe the way my three-year-old, when he gets upset, in fact, we were actually just playing a game right before we started recording. As a family, we were playing a game. And my three-year-old, the, the game was over, and he did not want the game to be over. So immediately, he starts crying. It's, it's his reaction. It's, he's feeling an emotion, and he's instantly expressing it through a cry. And he does this a lot, right? And he's not, not abnormal, but just it's how these children process. And so often as a parent, I have five children. This is my fifth kid. And, and most of the time I'm just like, stop crying. Please stop crying. Anyways, but I realized in that moment as he was expressing himself through a cry, that my natural instinct was to tell him, stop, stop expressing yourself in this way. And, and the truth is once he gets all of it out, like he just cries it out, then he's just like one thing that we love about children, right? They're not carrying baggage. Why don't children carry baggage the way that adults do? Because they get their emotions out. Like they're not hanging on to that stuff. They got to cry it out with no judgment of what it looks like or what kind of snot's coming out of their nose. And you know what I mean? Like they're just getting it all out. And I even have a tendency to judge my children when they're expressing too much emotion. But I learned right then. I thought, wow, good for you, little boy, that you can cry like that express it all, get exactly what you need in terms of comfort and clarity and, and moving past it. And then you're just present to be you. And as adults, you know, in our, in our culture, like we don't get that luxury. We really don't. And I'm not even trying to propose that we try to change everything about our culture where we can now just start screaming and crying, weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth, right? Maybe there should be a little bit more weeping and wailing, you know, just to, to be able to process. But as we observe others processing, I think we can look at it as a cry for help instead of a, this is annoying me. This is rubbing me the wrong way. I don't like the way you're expressing yourself, you know, and looking at them, like you said, as a child, wow, you're expressing yourself in this way. This is so interesting the way you're expressing yourself. How can I love you more so that you can keep expressing yourself and then we can, and then we can move on. Progress. Right? Yeah. Progress. Mm -hmm.
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, that's the whole process of it, right? Is I felt with um, this person I was uh, frustrated with and I was like, oh my gosh, why do I feel so frustrated? I was just, I wanted to like, err, you know, and I, it, same thing. It was just because you haven't learned to process that yet. I'm like, okay, cool. And I felt like it was no judgment from him when he said that in my mind. And I said, thank you. So, so yeah. And I, you know, what I love now is the atonement. I mean, I've always loved it, but like more so I get so excited. I'm like, because it's not because I have to feel guilty about anything. That's not what it's about. The atonement repentance process process is this, this cleanse. And I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. Well, forgive me for expressing myself. Like I want to repent for expressing myself that way so that I can be cleansed and learn how to progress. I don't think it's because, oh, that was so bad. Oh my gosh. And, and again, this was in my shower. So it's not like I hit somebody or something, which is even more so, but I just like, I think it's exciting when I learn a new thing and I'm like, oh, let me take that through the atonement process, please. So that I can be purified. I want to have cleaner like way of thinking and I wanted to have higher higher way of thinking right and so just like the child it's okay we express ourselves and that's why I keep going back to that long suffering right it's like as a parent I mean I'm not a parent I'm a kitty mom but as a parent that has to watch their child it's annoying to your personal self right for a moment and then that's where the long suffering comes in well actually, it doesn't need to be annoying. If I think about it in a different context, I take away the annoyance. I stop thinking about it for myself. I think about it in, like you just said, learning that you're learning to express yourself. And so and that also, comes in, I think, that charity. Yeah. And also as a parent, I will say for the parents who are listening, and also taking a lot more personal responsibility for your part in that situation. So when you're observing your children doing things that are annoying, right, which they do, what is your reaction? And what is like, do you ever step outside of the situation and just observe yourselves? Like you're watching a movie and it's like, oh, and then he plays this part and then I play this part and then I do this and then he does that. And it's like, whoa, are you, are you like a puppet right now? Like, do you have personal responsibility? Are you like, are you enjoying this? Is this the part that you're like, I'm going to play this part. In fact, I was telling Danielle like the other day when I feel like I have learned a lot about my relationship with my spouse and how I, when he does certain things, not as much anymore, but there's certainly triggers. And I think it ha definitely has to do with PMS. I'm just going to say that right now. I will get triggered a lot more quickly, you know, with my hormones that are out of whack. <clears throat> However, it's not an excuse. And I observed recently, and Danielle helped me process this, that he did something that made me angry and I wanted to make him pay. And I would treat him for the next half of the day a certain way because I, I really was like feeling like I, I was the one that needed to play this role, to teach him this lesson. And with our children, yeah, maybe we do feel like we have that role. But when you step back and you remove yourself from the actual like anger and emotion of that situation with the atonement, which I would say is really the only way that I have found that is that magic wand that you can wave over yourself to get rid of some of that like heavy, heavy carnal emotion. Without the savior, I don't, I don't know how you would do it. it. It really is this like 
beautiful. I want to call it magic because it is. It feels magical when you can bring the atonement in and tell the Savior, I am not capable of handling this any other way than the way that I'm currently carnally showing up. So how can I see this with more love? And the answer is always with the Savior. So you remove yourself, you bring the Savior in, and then you go back to the situation with more love and you're able to change the storyline of maybe a pattern that you have been living for who knows how long, six months, six years, could be forever. Well, walk us through. Tell us a little bit about how you process that. I think that our listeners would love to hear. So sure, yeah. Let me tell you. Show up for you. And yeah. you, you're thinking, I'm not saying he didn't, but yeah. you thought he didn't show up for you. So then you wanted to make him pay to know that you didn't. But how did you process and get through that through the atonement? It's so funny because now that I've processed it and I have the atonement there and I've, I literally see it with new eyes, I feel like the only way I can tell the story is by taking like full personal responsibility for it. You know what I mean? So let me try to go back to three days ago when I am right now. I, oh my gosh. Like, okay. I don't want to like go too deep. I am the kind of person that I am addicted to progress. So like I, I'm an achiever. I get to a certain place and all of a sudden I'm like, well, what else, what else can I do? And I, and I totally bite off more than I can chew. It's just the name of my game. I don't, I'm not even really sorry for it. Like I kind of, obviously I enjoy this pattern of biting off more than I can chew. So I've done that and I've gotten way far ahead of myself with this whole new business idea that I'm, that I'm creating and I'm hiring people and I'm paying them money and I'm traveling like three times this month and you know, all the, it's kind of a recipe for, I'm, I'm, you know, building up the the view for you. So you understand the context. That. Thank you. Behavior. I'm giving you, <laughs> yes, the view, the con giving you the context behind the emotion and the, what I felt, um, validated in, you know, being and feeling the way I was feeling. So I, I was showing up, I had a deadline this day and I just could not get it done without Kyle. He is such an important partner for me in life, in business. He brings things to the table that I am currently not capable of doing. I know I am capable of doing it, but I have allowed him a lot of power in my business to like, he knows passwords that I don't know. And he has documents that I don't have. And he has, you know, images and videos and things that I need to put together a presentation and, and I kept asking him for these documents and he would just kind of like, I felt like all of a sudden he decided in his own mind that it was time for me to learn these lessons for myself. And, and he doesn't do anything out of like mean, he has a, the guy does not have a mean bone in his body, seriously, but he just, I don't know, for whatever reason, he did not give me what I needed. And I was mad and I felt like he was stopping. See, here's where I take personal responsibility. In the moment, I felt like he was like intentionally stopping my progress. But now when I look back, I realize I was creating a story about how it's Kyle's fault that I'm not progressing at the pace I want to when in actuality, I was projecting that on him because of my own fears and inadequacies of not being enough and not being able to do this, this whole new business concept that I'm trying to create. And so I, I, the resistance showed up and I just dumped it on him, I completely dumped it on him. And, I, and it turned into something ugly because 
when I started dumping on him, then he, of course, is reacting to me and is like being defensive and then throwing little jabs at me and, and just stoking my fire, like just like, you know, thing after thing. And I'm turning it all into this big emotional wreck. It was a train wreck and I ended up throwing myself on my bed and crying and just, and then he tried to make it better. And I'm like, leave me alone, you know, <laughs> because at this point I am a three-year-old child and I do want to express myself. I have to get all this out. Or I'm going to lose my mind. So who do I call? Danielle, of course. So <laughs> I'm like, hey, you got a minute. I need to process. And what a blessing, right? I hope you guys all have someone that you can just process with. And, and you know, you can always process with the Lord, right? Always. And I do, and I do that as well. But Danielle was able to listen to me and some of the questions that she asked me were very much around the atonement. I remember you, I, I was, I was in a pretty heated state. So honestly, I don't remember all the words that you were saying. You could probably remember them more, but the feeling I got was Kyle has his, his part and you have your part and Kyle's part in this actually has nothing to do with you. That's between him and the savior and you have your part that is between you and the savior and the atonement takes care of all of it. So coming closer to Christ through this, learning the lessons, expressing the feelings, right? I, I, that's okay to express it and get it out and move on. I feel like I was able to, because of learning how to bring things to the Savior and take responsibility for my part. And just even, I feel like even just looking at Satan in all of this and going, I see you. Like, there you are. I know. I know you're there. And you know what? For a little while, I'll admit, I want to dance with him. I do. I want to dance with Satan. There's things that he says to me that feed some parts of my soul that I just want to like experience because it feels like there's, there's like an emotional charge to it and it feels alive and it feels passionate. And I don't know, you guys, I'm going to say that, I mean, maybe there's even value there of like going through that, or at least for my part of my journey right now, I think there's value in going through that, right? But even by just starting to recognize that I think there's value in this, I'm seeing, see, oh my gosh, like I'm processing right now as I'm talking to you. I'm seeing it now. Danielle, you tried to get me to say this on the phone the other day and I couldn't see it. You kept asking me, but why? Why are you going, like, what did you say? Why are you going through it this way? Like, but why do you see it that way? Why do you want to go through it? And I kept telling you, I don't know. I think it's something like from my childhood. Like there's something here that I obviously am conditioned and patterned to go through stress and anxiety and passion in this way because I believe that it's the way that I need to learn the best. Like there's a lesson for me there. And I, I can see now, and you guys like we're going on, this is 38 years in the making. Okay. <laughs> but I'm seeing now that I no longer need to learn that way. Maybe I did when I was younger, but I don't believe that I need to learn that way anymore. I can get through it a lot quicker with the Lord. Oh, that is so good. <laughs> I love that you just processed during the whole thing, <laughs> during yeah. you even explaining it. Yeah, I kept asking you, why can you, why is it Kyle that you need to do this? 
why can't you do it another way? Like why? And so that's what, and you were just like, cause he knows how to use this program and this program I was like, but why? And you were just like, because I don't know that stuff right now. <laughs> so I was like, so why do you, why do you, why does your success have to depend upon that? I kept trying to help you see why is it that you want to put your success on that like program of, you know, it's Canva. We were talking about logging into Canva and creating something. <laughs> I was like, why does your success have to come through that? <laughs> it was kind yeah. of fun. Like, and then you, you did say something I can't remember, but it had to do with processing like from when you were a, a kid that you really believed. And you've said this before, like things got are hard. Like you've had this belief things have to be hard and like, um, go through and it's just a belief and you're going to go through things hard in that way. And then with that emotion, as long as that belief does exist and until you can believe, like even you look at the whole generational with the millennial, they get kind of a bad rap millennials for being like wanting things quick and easy. But if you look at things with the gospel, why can't it be quick and easy? It's just a belief system. So with the atonement, it is, it's this magic wand. It can be quick and easy. It doesn't have to be lashing, you know, against our back and, you know, it's, yeah. it doesn't have to be hard. Right. What's hard is when it's pride. When we're in a fear or pride energy, that's what makes it hard because we want for fighting it. But if you're in yeah. like a charity and a love energy with pure love of Christ, you, your heart's malleable. It's soft. You're like, I'm getting it. I'm seeing it. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. I can do it this way. I don't have to use this program, you know, or whatever, like where your brain, it gets insights of different ways to do things rather than, no, it has to be this way. You know, we're stuck in, and you know, I've shared before, like just my life of being um, a mother and being, you know, married and, you know, not having those blessings. And I've had to really let gold of, uh, let go of not the goal, not the hope. The hope is still there for me, but the mold, the expectation, the form that I put it in that was making me upset that it wasn't happening that the way it happens for a lot of people, right? You get home from a mission, you get married somewhat years later, have kids. Sure, it's a pretty normal mold that a lot of people fit in that I had expected to fit in and I didn't. And but letting go. I'm not letting go of the hope. You let go of the mold, your form, your expectation, the control on how you wanted it to look because it still can come to pass. It just might come in a different form and mold or a different time. Not necessarily, you know? Yeah. And I think the process for our listeners to go through my invitation for you and you know, finishing up here is, is really just to look at the situation in your life. Like I started this, this pod with, look at a situation in your life that you would like to grow, that you've been asking to grow. And they could be any desire of your heart. You want to make more money. You want to meet your significant other. You want to learn how to be a better parent. You want to get another job or start a different business or, um, work better in your church calling. Like, you know, you want to have more charity for others. All of these things, all of these situations are here for you. So then pay attention to what shows up like during your week, the lessons that you're experiencing, the frustrations that you're feeling. Take a step back and look at those situations through the lens of the atonement. And, and recognize, almost have like these aha moments where you're like, oh my goodness. 
look at how you're teaching me. I had no idea that this was the exact way that you were going to teach me to become more like you. And that's what I want. That's what I was asking for. How funny that one plus one equals two. And, and I asked for this and you gave me this. And then I, I, I was missing. There was a puzzle piece that I was missing. And now I see, and it comes through the atonement. It comes through taking a step back and taking extreme ownership of the patterns in your life, in your relationships, and being free to express your emotion and give it all to our Savior and see the way that he wants to mold you. I, I want to share something, if I can do it quickly. I've had two distinct answers to prayers. One time I remember actually distinctly in the month of March. And then another time this past week, it was, you know, when you get like an answer from the spirit and it comes so clearly, like, I feel like this, you know, I have the spirit with me and it speaks to me in different ways, but these are like, these are like anchor answers, you know, like, like lifetime anchor answers. And the things that I'm asking to create in the, the way that I'm, desiring to change in my life to just continue to progress requires me to really shed a lot of my old patterns and belief systems. And those patterns and belief systems have gotten me to where I'm at now. So they're not necessarily bad, right? Like it's all good. It's, but it's like a, it's like a snake, like shedding that layer of skin. It's like, Hey, thank you so much for being here for me, for keeping me safe, for getting me to where I'm at now. And I recognize that the next 10 years or so of my life will have to be done differently. Like I won't, I'll be miserable. I won't feel okay. Miserable is a strong word, but like, I won't feel completely in alignment or fulfilled unless I figure out this next lesson. So in March, I got this, this answer from the spirit that was like, yes, Kirsten, you can create everything that is in your heart, all those righteous desires and goals and dreams and everything, but we're going to do it my way. And I'm like, okay, I, okay. But then like the next day I'm still myself. You know, I'm still, I wake up, I act a certain way, I think a certain way, I eat the things, I do the things, I say the things, you know? And so it's like this process. So now in the month of May, like two months later, I, I got this, this other message and, and it was a stronger message this time. And the message was, and, and let me see if I can try to put words to the spirit, right? Because that's like incredibly difficult to give you the full breadth and depth of what this meant. But Basically, the Lord was saying to me, if you know my ways, you're, you're studying my words, you're serving in my temple, you're serving in your calling, you know my ways. How about you just do it all the time? Like, how about you just do those things? Act, ask yourself truly, how would I react in this situation? And then take that action. Like, shed this prior gut reaction that's like quick reaction, knee-jerk reaction, you know, and stop for a minute and think about how the Lord would do it. And there's so many scriptures about this, about seeing with new eyes and hearing with new ears and feeling with a new heart. And that is what we're seeking is to become more like him. And so by paying attention to how he would react, 
and then just doing it. Like instead of overanalyzing it, well, Jesus would act like this, but I'm feeling this. Okay. Eh. You know, it's like, okay, yes. And how about you just practice? When I went to the temple this week, this quote came to me and it said, the things that you have to learn before you can do them, you learn by doing them. Like you, you learn by doing the things, right? Like you're not going to learn it by thinking about it or analyzing it. You have to actually put it into practice and of course, exercise faith there and all the things. So I'm kind of going on a tangent, but I've had so many cool answers and I think they're all going to start coming together um, with lots of practice and probably crying <laughs> and sharing, of course, with you guys. So grateful that you're listening and hope yeah. it applies to your life for sure. Thanks for sharing some of your story too. And just kind of wrapping it up, like the context that we understand our own context and really working to understand the context that others' behaviors come from and that maybe they're not at the level. I don't even know if it's levels anyway, because it's just such different journeys. So I'm lack of a better term. I'm using level. Um, maybe they're not at the, on the journey that you are exactly. And so we see them as app operating in a deficit, but really it's just their own context. And I just kind of want to bring that back around, like with this person in my family, um, one thing that helped me with the, you know, repentance process of projecting blame and conditional love from this person was for me to actually thank them for showing up that way so that I could learn a lesson. So I don't know. That's what I'm saying. We don't know the context. She's operating out of whatever context, but it was like, almost like, thank you. Oh my gosh. I really appreciate that somehow you took on a role to be able to teach me something. And that's obviously something I needed to learn. And I felt so grateful for that role. And so that just helped me put things back into context. But, Absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah. The, the word of the day is context. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening, you guys. I really appreciate your time. I appreciate your comments and sharing. And uh, we would love it if you feel like you got something out of today's episode. You know, just leave us a review, leave us a comment. It, it's so amazing the way that we can impact other people's lives when we simply just open our mouths and let them know. I had this experience. It's such a beautiful way to pay it forward. So thank you guys so much. Look forward to seeing you on another pod. Bye.